0: The multiple investigations into possible Trump campaign collusion with Russia continue making headlines. On the congressional front, Donald Trump Jr. has agreed to a transcribed interview with the Senate Judiciary Committee about the meeting he attended with Russian operatives after being told in emails that they had negative information about Hillary Clinton. Meanwhile, Special Counsel Robert Mueller has subpoenaed the spokesman and the former attorney of Paul Manafort who for a time was the campaign manager for the Donald Trump for President campaign. Here to talk with us about where the investigations may be headed is Bradley Moss, a partner at Mark's Aid PLC. Brad, let's start with the Manafort associate subpoenas. It's unusual to subpoena an attorney, um, and many people thought that the Manafort investigation, which has been going on for a while about his possible tax and financial crimes allegations against him, might you know? Might have stalled a while back. What does it say now for sort of this overall Russian collusion investigation? That investigators seem to be uh, looking for information from his attorney and his spokesman.
1: Absolutely, that's some very good questions. So, Paul Manafort, along with uh, Michael Flynn, are probably the two most uh, exposed individuals from a legal uh, context in terms of individuals who have separate potential criminal liability problems that they have to worry about and that are almost certainly uh, currently being reviewed and investigated by special counsel Mueller and his team. The fact that the subpoena was issued for Mr. Manafort's former attorney is in fact rather surprising. It's a rather unusual move and it's it will be interesting to see the context in which this subpoena was issued in terms of what particular testimony uh, Mr. Mueller is pursuing because a lot of, obviously, the conversations that an individual has with his attorney are going to be privileged, and the subpoena can't override that with certain exceptions. One, of course, would be if there's evidence indicating that the attorney was helping to perpetuate criminal activity. If, in fact, the uh, if, if Mr. Mueller has evidence indicating that Mr. Manafort's attorney was helping Mr. Manafort commit tax fraud or wire fraud, that'd be one exception to the privilege rule. The other part, and this is where I think some of us are looking to see where this subpoena goes, is whether or not they're simply using the attorney to try to verify some peripheral facts, to verify Mr. Manafort's uh, interactions with various foreign bankers or foreign government officials for the purpose of a a contextual and a time frame standpoint, those conversations wouldn't be privileged because it involves third parties. So it could be used in a rather limited context. Where this plays out, where this goes and how it plays out, we see.
0: Brad, Andrew Weissman, who is one of the lawyers on Mueller's team, is known for aggressive tactics. And it seems as if they're putting more and more pressure on Manafort you had the dawn raid on his home, subpoenas to global banks, now subpoenas to his lawyers. It seemed like they're doing a, the classic prosecution move of trying to put enough pressure on him so that they'll have someone to testify.
1: Correct. Uh, very much going after the low-hanging fruit, the easy ones that you can Yeah, You know, pinch in the beginning and apply some pressure, then dangle a deal in front of them, you know, to minimize or limit some scope of their ultimate criminal liability in exchange for the relevant testimony that they would be one of the few people to actually be able to provide, you know, for instance, in terms of both Mr. Flynn and Mr. Manafort, given the very prominent roles they held in the campaign, the very personal knowledge that they are probably one of the few people to have that can provide context into the inner workings of the campaign and any potential conclu- sorry, potential collusion that may have occurred with Russian government officials. Using that type of leverage would be a very standard prosecutorial uh, tactic, and that appears to be what they're at least trying at the moment.
0: Brad, let's turn to Donald Trump Jr. in uh, the minute or minute and a half we have left. the um, The You know, there's been a lot of reporting lately that uh, Donald Trump, that the Trump organization is more, has had more business dealings with Russia than um, they were saying before. um, And that some Trump associates believe that getting uh, Donald Trump elected would be helped by some business deals they could do with Russia. Is the... um, when, when Donald Trump sits down, is, is the just Senate Judiciary Committee only going to interview him about the meeting he had with Russian operatives about getting dirt on the Clinton campaign? Or is it going to be a more broad uh, interview about a lot of the subjects we've been hearing about lately?
1: Well, part of the answer is it depends on what comes out of that discussion and whether or not the disclosures made by Donald Trump Jr. lead the Judiciary Committee investigators down alternate paths, if it exposes... Uh, alternative angles of uh, investigatory interest that they want to pursue. I don't necessarily view this type of interview as being limited in the sense of, they, of uh, Mr. Uh, sorry Trump Jr.'s lawyers being able to cut it off and stop it. Certainly it could be rescheduled if they want to pursue a particular angle that the lawyers are uncomfortable with at that time. But whether it's the Senate Judiciary Committee or it's Mr. Mueller's investigators, if Trump Jr. Details information that is of relevant investigative interest it is gonna be pursued no matter how it was originally viewed. Right,
0: Brad, Brad, we're uh, gonna have we're gonna have to leave it there. Our thanks to Brad Moss of Merck's aid PLC for being with us today on Bloomberg Law.